Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. How are you? How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here, X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. So great to have you right along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio, from Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. Text the keyword Sports Radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports Radio to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter Guest Line 248 951 2176. 248 951 2176 on Twitter at XB Mornings, at Facebook, X's and Bros. It's a great time uh, for you to join us if you're watching on BCSN. Good morning to you. If you're watching on our YouTube stream, uh, good morning to you as well. You can always throw stuff in the comments there. Hey, by the way, how about this story? Danny Kalen, by the way, Dan, Dan in the studio. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore Keanu. I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. A man in Florida has died from a brain-eating amoeba that may have been contracted after rinsing his sinuses with tap water, according to officials. A brain eating it sounds like The Last of Us. Except for that was a fungus. By the way, are you guys caught up on that? Have you been watching that? Uh, I am one behind. But great show. I don't want to hear these people disparaging it. Like, you have to make a story. You can't just go on a video game. It's not a singular storyline. You have to have multiple storylines and character building so that you can hate other characters like other characters. That's how TV works. Yeah, the last episode, eh. Uh, all right. Eh. Uh, let's get to Dave in Hudsonville. He is on hold. I'm, I'm interested to get your uh, your thought on that, Dan. Do you do? You go. Do some film study. Get back to me. Hello, David Hudsonville. Good morning to you. Happy Friday, my friend. Morning, AB. I thought I called into a sports show, and I'm listening to Brain Eating Amoeba. And uh, interesting, but... Yeah, breaking news. Did you know that? A brain-eating amoeba killed a man in Florida. Frighteningly enough, I did read that last night. I, I must admit that I did see that exactly. So you know what I go to exactly is the impact on Navage stock. What the heck's going to happen to Navaj now? I mean, you got to clean it out, right? You got to get the, you got to just, well, just stuff yeah, it up I, your I nose and so, hit the man. button. Have you ever done but, that, by the way? I've never done that. It, it kind of trips me out. I don't know if I would be able. Yeah, to. no, that won't that won't be happening anytime soon. So, no, exactly. But um, hey, quickly, when you talk about Iserman, I, I think one thing that's interesting with that is I think it's I think it's a challenge for sports fans when their player heroes become general managers coaches you know because we remember them one way and then they go into a different role 
And it's like, I don't care whether you're Eisenman, who's, who's really earned it on both sides as a player and as a general manager. He's done it. But then you think of Joe Dumars, you know, Alan Trammell, Kirk Gibson, you know, and, and we have certain perceptions of them and certain ways we see them as a player. And then they transition into that role, and it's a completely different role. So it really it, it can create a conflict at times in the way you think about the person because you don't want to not like them in the role because you loved them as a player, most likely. But if they're not getting it done or what goes on, it's another thing. And if they can be successful, that's wonderful. But I, I, I do think that's a unique challenge for, for us as fans, especially when they're back in your hometown, and especially if they had great success as, a, as an athlete in that regard. And he's not trying to resurrect like Arkansas basketball here, folks. He's no, trying to no. resurrect one of the most storied franchises in NHL history. Like this isn't well, the Lions, him. it's not the Tigers, it's yeah, not the Pistons. He he knew he knew exactly what he was walking into. He was a part of it. Mm-hmm. He was one of the main parts of it. And it's not like you go into you know when they talk about it is hey never follow a superstar or go into a job where you can go excel. You know what I mean or whatever. He knew what the he knew what the goal was and the task was. He knew what the expectation was. So thank thank God for Stevie Y to step into that and want to do that. But it's the same thing he did as a player. You know, he, he, he doesn't mind being that guy. He wants to be in that position and so forth. So good for him. But I, I just think that's very interesting. And then the other thing is, you know, tough loss for Michigan last night, but they've been teetering on that brink. But one of the things I do think is interesting, they miss the guys that left and went to other schools and Musa Diabate. Oh, you know, I think yeah. Both of our teams, both of our teams are, are slightly incomplete between Michigan State and Michigan, with Marble leaving in the middle for Michigan State, which is a huge void. But Michigan especially, you don't think about the guys that are playing at other schools right now. I do. That are, well, yeah, you do. But you I mean, I've said on the show, where's Brandon Johns Jr.? Where's Zeb Jackson? Frankie Collins? Like, those guys should be here. Yeah. Musa Diabate, Caleb Houston, I tweeted out a depth chart, I think, a couple weeks ago. Of like, this is what this, this team should look like right now. They should be 12, 13, 14 deep. Well, and that's and that, but that's another. That's kind of another question of wondering why they're not there. They left you know? to seek more opportunity. Well, I understand they left, but at the end of the day, it's it's one of those reasons why I, I know people leave and so forth. But Michigan, everything was teed up. If if you're a player sitting there, you should say, "Hey, we're going to come back, and we we have a chance to be damn good." But then they don't come back, you know. And I and and that's just a situation. Maybe some of those guys, you know, realize that hey, I'm I'm not going to play in front of the coach's kid. You know, or the other situation that goes on, whatever. Ooh, but, shots fired, folks. Yeah, I caught that, Dave. But I mean, but it's but it's it's a reality. I don't care if you're Fran McCaffrey at Iowa or if you're at Michigan, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? It's, people it's play over Stephen Izzo. No, I'm teasing you. I get. Right. I, I, that's exactly easier, you're easier you're exactly though. exactly right there. In Zeb, I didn't think that Zeb was a. Because I saw him in high school, I didn't think that Zeb was a Big Ten caliber player. I really, I really, I right. just didn't, I didn't see it. I don't. I'm not trying to pick on the kid. Like he's fine. He's great at VCU. There's Vince Williams went there. He was another local kid out of Toledo. Like there was a little bit of a connection. He went there. Brandon Johns Jr. goes there. There is more, maybe some more opportunity there. So you go ahead and, and you play there. Brandon Johns would have been a, what a fifth year this year. They, they absolutely miss him. But when you have guys like Caleb Houston, who that's who Jet Howard should be backing up, which right. should be Caleb Houston. Uh, or, and I, I didn't even think Caleb Houston was the greatest thing since sliced bread either. But Musa no, Diabate, losing him was, was absolutely like a, that, that, was, that was tough because oh, Musa Diabate yeah. was a real deal. 
Yeah, Diabate gives you one of those ACC forwards who's just, like, extremely athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, and his game was really starting to develop and go through some different things. But he gave you such a powerful compliment because if you have to double Dickinson, it leaves Diabate floating around. You know, he's going to kill you. You know, and then if he takes pressure off Dickinson or whatever, and the same thing for Houston. Houston was much like, you know, Michigan State's player that went to the Lakers. You know, he just, uh, some more time, and granted, they get their opportunity to go, and all of a sudden what goes on, and they get guaranteed money. But another another year would have made a significant difference. But I, I do think that, you know, the factors are changing these college teams, but especially impacted Michigan when it comes to their roster and what it did to, what it did to their season this year. Yeah, it it absolutely absolutely did, Dave. There's no um, no argument for me on that one, man. I appreciate the call this morning. Happy Friday, partner. All right, man. Have a great weekend. All right, brother. Be good. There he goes. A uh, couple of text messages here uh, from from yesterday. My call was not a hot take. I said Peter was wrong, saying 17 times he was great. Don't say I hate golf. I never said that. That comes from Freddie. The point of my call was Peter was wrong to keep saying that. You pick out overall numbers 29 and 7, but ignore very key moments in games that matter. I never said he stinks. I said he needs to win important games. That's all. But that Bayless, uh, that Bayless comment by, uh, was BS by the texters who have no balls to call a show or have an opinion. Wow. I mean, there there was some anger here. I don't know if folks, if you missed the third the, the the third hour yesterday. I mean, things things got a little tense. They got, I mean, the blood pressure was boiling. We were starting to hit that point where you know people were getting angry at each other. You know, people were sending messages. They're they're tweeting. They're calling. Uh, Freddie was all mad at Jared Goff. It just it was it was a it was a mess yesterday. I said Jared Goff had a great season last year. And that was everybody got mad about that. I mean, it it was it was hot yesterday. Ugh, be careful, hot stove was uh, it was burning. All right, we'll uh, get into a couple of Lions topics. Uh, one of which is Lions trivia, and wh- how did they lose three coaches this off season? We'll get into both of those things next year. Next, and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness. So be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T. 
T-E-R.com. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit or Oikos Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Sports Network and call in, text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now back to Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, and Anthony Bellino. You know, I was looking at uh, Patrick Kane making his debut there in New York and I came to the realization that after the Ottawa Senators beat the Rangers 5 to 3. The Sens have now won four in a row. Ottawa Senators, 31-26-4. By my estimation, that is better than 500. So uh, watch out for the Sens here making a little playoff push. Got a little belief going on there. Play a little uh, little tough brand of a uh, tough brand of puck. All right, it is hour two of the segment two, which means it is time for Detroit Lions trivia. A real doozy here. Let's wind the clock back. To 1992. What three-time Pro Bowl defensive end wore number 91 for Detroit? 1992 until 2003. Mr. Robert Porsche. One of my favorite players as a child growing up. Robert Porsche. Love to hear it. Love to see it. All right, uh, Dan, is Bob still over there? Bill? Benny? No, no, he called early. He called earlier and wanted to be part of Lions Trivia. He called at 619. I said, we do it at se- like 718, 719. I didn't know that's why he was calling, because he wanted to take a shot at it. Yeah, but... Oh, no, uh, I feel bad. Yeah, he can call back on Monday. Well, Bob if he was, calls in, just grab one of your weekend ones. He uh, was. He said, I'll try to stay awake. So. Oh, wow, he's up early with us. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's a third shifter and just getting home. That could be. That could um, be. I'm going to go with Bob's retired. Just uh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> better than the What's scenario like? I give him. Uh, you know, Dave, shout out, to, uh, shout out to Bob. Antoine Davis falling uh, a couple points shy of the Pete Maravich record there on the road last night in the Horizon League tournament. Uh, more than likely going to be his uh, last opportunity. I can't like that's not going to be an NIT. So CBI, CIT, they got a whole bunch of postseason tournaments now, uh, but I, I I just can't really imagine them uh, playing in anything. You know, just uh, you know, fell short of the record. I don't know. You know, Pete Maravich did it in three seasons. Did it basically without a three point line. Uh, the game's changed a whole lot. You know, when you're averaging twenty shots a game, you know his career average, by the way. 8.5 field goals made on 20.7 field goals attempted. 
per game. I I told Ryan like a little while ago. I was like, "You're gonna go out there for four years and get buckets, and then five years, five years, and then you put up 21 points when you need 25. Come on." Well, I mean that that is what it is. You're gonna have games like that. Um, maybe it's the basketball gods. Maybe the basketball, the, the guardians of the game came down and said, no, what? No, Pistol Pete's going to, you know, then we had an argument about Pistol Pete and I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, I got to, I got to get out now uh, while the, uh, while the getting is good. By the way, we had uh, defensive linemen and linebackers uh, taking on uh, the NFL combine. So that is always exciting. AKA the underwear Olympics is what some people like to call the NFL combine. Uh, defensive linemen and linebackers uh, running around, and wow, what a group. Holy mackerel. I mean, this is, uh, guys are just, I mean, the, we had a linebacker run a sub 4-4. Four, four. That's where we're, that's, that's what we've reached. That, you know, that's like wide receiver time, folks. And that's, that's where we're at right now. That is how how advanced the human has gotten. That is how much better we are now. Um, you know, obviously strength and conditioning coaches mean, mean a whole lot. Just ask the uh, Baltimore Ravens and their, their players association, but, uh, and, and how they voted for, you know, what they thought their training staff was worth, but Holy smokes. Okay. So I wanted to get into this too, because I know that, you know, some people have some questions because after the nine and eight season for the lions, you know, winning eight of the last 10 excitement's an all time high. And then Ben Johnson says that he's coming back, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, let's go. But you lose your assistant head coach, your running backs coach, Deuce Staley. And defensive line coach, Todd Walsh, offensive assistant, John Morton. They both left. Walsh went to Carolina. Morton went to the Broncos. And what's what's going on here? Because Ben Johnson's back, and Aaron Glenn's back, and people are feeling really good. But Deuce Staley, who was such a... Such a Detroit, um, you know, l- beloved by the Detroit fan base because of hard knocks and everything else. Hey, people were like, you know, okay, wow, that's uh, all right. All right, like, this one hurts. Here's what Coach Campbell said. Quote, we're going to miss Du Staley, we're going to miss Todd Walsh, we're going to miss John Morton, but all three of those guys, really, it was for family. I know that's the right thing to do. Uh, we knew that... You know, with Induce's case, like, you know, his mother's going through some things, some has some health issues, some ailments. And by being in Carolina, I believe he's from South Carolina originally. So for, for being in Carolina, working with the Panthers, he's way closer to home. If that's what it is, and with all three guys, I commend Dan Campbell for understanding that there are things that are greater than the game of football. And for, you know, these guys to still be able to find jobs uh, relatively close to where they want to be for family, I think is, uh, I think is pretty good as well. So I was that, that, that is why family reasons. So they can get closer to family. And I think that when you, you know, you look for, you look for people who care. And I think that that's really one of the big things that stood out to me for, for Dan Campbell from day one, even with the kneecaps and everything else is you look back at that opening press conference and and how much every loss in his first season seemed to drastically affect him at the podium. 
And you could tell that it was wearing on him because he wanted to win, not only for himself, but he wanted to win for those guys in the locker room because it's only so long you could say, this, like, this trust the process, trust the process. Well, if you're not getting any wins, the process isn't working. And you need to find people that care. And when you have management that really cares, not just about the product, right, not just about uh, wins and losses, but you know that Dan Campbell, who's overseeing this whole thing, you know, and Rod Wood and Sheila Ford Hamp and Chris Spielman and everybody else involved, when they actually care about you, the person, and you come to them and say, hey, you know I love being here. My mother's got X, Y, and Z. And they probably know, they're probably in the loop of what's going on to some extent. And they just say, hey, you got to do what's best for you. We're not mad. Like, go, go, go take, handle your business. Like when you find supportive, good management, that's the hardest thing in the world to find. And that's why I think that this Dan Campbell thing works here in Detroit. I know some people want to bash him for being a rah-rah guy and he's just a culture coach and it's just this, it's just that. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't manage a clock. He doesn't have time, blah, 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 blah. All this stuff that's wins and losses. At the end of the day, I feel like most people walk away from knowing, working with, or playing for Dan Campbell as better people. And yes, that might not satisfy you and your 17-leg lottery ticket parlay that you have. And yes, it might equate to 9-8 and eight instead of 17-0. and 0. But for the individuals who, this, who actually participate in this stuff, it means a lot. And it carries a lot of weight. And so when these coaches, they leave and they go somewhere, and you got somebody who's right on the cusp but isn't going to fit your team for whatever reason. Maybe you're full at that position. Maybe it's a, uh, a cap casualty. Who knows? You know what Deuce Staley's going to do? Ryan, for example. Ryan, we'll just use his name. Ryan, hey, we, we, we can't take you. But what I do want to do is I want you to uh, you know, have your agent call. I'll call the Lions. Go, go work out for him. That's what it does. It, it's opening the door. We are building a rapport right now, not even with our own team, because that's already happened. The Detroit Lions and this coaching staff and this ownership and management group are building a rapport within the league, and that's what's going to matter, right, as we start getting closer and closer to that, to that doorstep and busting down that door of making that next step for this franchise. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more X's and Bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddie's foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. 
so it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to $5,000 cash. Every Friday in February from 7 to 11 p.m., play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar. With prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss sweet rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Michigan Sports Network, great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well, from Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City. Say good morning to you, we welcome you, we thank you, we appreciate you, and of course we encourage you to join the program at any time, you can text the keyword sports radio. You can send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. You can call us on the Meyer Supercenter guest line, 248-951-2176. 248-951-2176. And uh, please share your thoughts on who you would take, Amani Bates, Antoine Davis, or Jalen hood No, you That's- can't add that him to the poll question what do you mean i can't oh you're talking about the poll question from last week uh, a couple days ago i believe it's still live i said it for a couple of days yes pinned to the top of our twitter well the reason i added jalen hood shafino was just to gauge the the mental basketball iq of the group chat that was it no other reason that's all i wanted to know i wanted to know if the guy who is believes he's related to amani bates his third cousin twice removed if that guy would actually admit that this other kid from Indiana, he didn't even know who he was. If this other guy from Indiana was actually a better basketball player, that, that that's all. Okay, it's no no in no regard to our poll question, which was our, a trap by you, by the way. Our poll question right now. There's still three days left of voting on it. Uh, Amani Bates leads 52 percent to 48 percent in the poll of who you want the Pistons to take a flyer on. Amani Bates or Antoine Davis. All right, so uh, <laughs> trade the pick. Or Russell we have Westbrook. Russ. <laughs> Look, eight, okay, eight, so Ryan says this video because Draymond, Dray, somehow Draymond's guarding Russ last night uh, for whatever reason. But Draymond's sitting in the paint. He's hanging on the paint. Russell Westbrook has the ball at the top of the, the, top of the key, three-point line. Draymond's not within 12 feet of him, folks. I, I don't know, like, it, actually lo- longer because the top of the – you got what a twenty? Is it twenty-two feet to the three-point line at the top of the arc? And if Draymond is in the restricted area, roughly give or take, yeah, he's he's probably a solid eighteen feet from him. Like he's nowhere near him, nowhere near him. And Russ doesn't shoot the ball. And some people might be thinking like, oh, well, what about defensive three seconds in the NBA? If your guy has the ball, 
then you can't you're you are taken out of the um you can't be called for it. It's you're unable to be pegged for defensive three seconds when your guy has the ball. So Draymond literally, it's actually not a terrible defense to run by Golden State there, where they're just like, hey, everybody guard everybody. Whoever's guarding Russ, just sag into the paint and make him shoot outside because he's not going to shoot it. And Russell Westbrook, as a professional basketball player, didn't shoot the shot, which that's alarming all in itself. Also, he, growth. If he knows you can't, hey, this isn't my shot. It's self-awareness. You right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're, you are correct. That is absolutely 100% factually correct. That is growth in him understanding. Facts. Call me what, by my name. God. What you are uh, saying is true. What is disappointing, however, is knowing that when you have that uber amount of athletic ability, like um, Zion is somebody who can do this, right? He could jump out of the gym. John Morant's another one. I know Clarence, the, you know, the pistol-toting uh, minor 17-year-old beating up John Morant. Uh, Kyrie Irving got canceled by Nike for retweeting um, something about a link to an Amazon film that I, I haven't seen yet. I, allegedly, it's anti-Semitic. I haven't watched it. I've never, I don't, couldn't even tell you the title of the movie. They replaced him with Ja. <laughs> they replaced him with a dude who beat up a 17-year-old and allegedly reached into his waistband where he had a pistol. Now... Using that with corroborating reports and what happened post game and a kerfluffle with an incident with he and his pals in a visiting team bus, I'd have to say Clarence is hanging out with the wrong people. I don't know why you want to be a gangster, Mr. John Morant. I don't know what the appeal to it is. Like, really not sure. Like, all you can really, everyone gets caught. If they got Capone in the 30s for tax evasion without computers, they're going to get you with closed circuit television, wires. Like they're, you're going to get caught They're Like you're going to do time. What is attractive about that? I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, so stupid. Anyways, fun night of basketball last night was last night. Was it just me or watching Michigan, Illinois, man, did that feel like a tournament game? It felt like, yeah, this was the big 10 tournament semifinal. Like just the going back and forth. You know, looked like Illinois for most of that game was in control. They were out hustling Michigan. They were just taking it inside. And then all of a sudden they were they were going for that dagger. Like, we want the big three to really put this away. And why they kept doing it, Michigan really was, they just, you know, dug their boots in and just got climbed all the way back in. And once it got to overtime, I was like, wow, this is done. Illinois blew this game because they were trying to go for this this game-ending shot, like three-point shot, and it just – they weren't hitting it. They were not doing what got them to that point, and that was getting a switch, getting a guard with a big man, and just taking it to the rim. Yeah. And if – you know, when you're, when you're watching – Illinois versus Michigan, it just had, and, and I f- figured at some point I was going to get some texts or some tweets from some Illinois people. I had a lot of fun watching that game. I mean, that was college basketball at its finest last night. Double overtime, a lot on the line for both teams. You know, kids selling out, diving for the loose ball, trying to rebound, you know, m- making shots, missing shots, heartbreak, fouling, turnovers, like all the things that go into 
college basketball in and I know that we all have a game left to play in the Big Ten season, but my goodness, like it is a uh, last night just really had that feel of a tournament game, and it I had a lot of fun watching it. I I, I really truly did. How did you feel about that that goaltending that was called on Illinois? Um. Look, you can't – and I, I'm surprised it's not called more often because what we're seeing in, in college basketball, I, I see a lot of this, is that when a, a player, let's say, goes up for a layup, a guy will go for an attempted block and slap the backboard. If you think that that doesn't affect the hoop, you're out of your well, mind. Well, that is a goaltending, slapping the backboard. Isn't They're it? letting it go. Mm. It, it, it's supposed to be, but they are – They I you literally, you see it all the time, and it's like, yeah. dude, you, you, hit the, you hit the actual basket. Like, if you touch the basket while the ball is either going up off the backboard before it has touched the rim, if it's still over the cylinder, these are all – it's <laughs> goaltending violation. Um, you know, so for me, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad when they call it. If your hand gets stuck in the net, it's a goaltend. The, you know, the big question is, is, should we stay with the way goaltending is called in today's game or move to more of what FIBA and how, like, hey, once it's up, it, it's playable. I don't necessarily like that. I do kind of like the way that we do it because I feel like then you just give the bigger, the larger human even more of an advantage, which that, I mean, how, how, much, how much more of an advantage they need. So I do like the way that we call it. I don't like the way that we shoot sometimes i'll tell you that much from a michigan fan this is not reference to this game last night just something that i've noticed throughout the last few weeks remember at the beginning of the year in college basketball where they were calling flopping and then all yes. of a sudden the year turned and they're just like yeah we're not calling that anymore yeah and yep. sometimes it's just blatantly obvious. You know, guy starts backing down, the defender just flops, gets gets the charge call. It's a um, you block charge is always tough too. It's always tough. That's a, that's why that restricted area line is such a it's such an easy out for the ref. Oh, foot was on the line. I don't like when guys slide in late. I'm a, I'm a, I really don't like that at all. Um, and, but, but then again, I'm also the person that says, if you pump fake and the guy jumps and you jump into him, wasn't that supposed to be a foul call this year? And they've just completely gotten away from that. Like you are, you are adjusting your shot and initiating the contact with the Dope. defender who's already in the air. That to me, they should say that's what Taron Shannon tried to do it, um, late in the game. Mm -hmm. And he just completely bricked the three. <laughs> yeah. Terrence, uh, Shannon, he was, um, he was not good for 35 minutes of that game. But he, boy, was he a little stinker at the end there, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, I kept watching that whole game just like, where is he? Thought he was supposed to be, you know, the guy coming here and turn Illinois into keep Illinois up at that top tier of the Big Ten. 13 of 16 from the line. By himself. By himself. Pretty, uh. He is fast, though. They're very fast. And uh, look, I mean, it's a it's a team b between Bishanishvili, Kofi Coburn, Curbelo, Travis Scott, aka Trent Frazier. Like they've they've had a nice little run here. Let's get to James and Burton who wants to talk a little shooty hoops as well. Uh, James, good morning to you, my friend. How are you, partner? Hello, Anthony. How is it? Uh, I'm okay. I mean, you know, late night last night, double overtime, and then the Red Wings wanted to go over in overtime, and everybody wants to go into overtime. 
Red Wings played last night? They did, and they lost in overtime. Good night. I didn't even know that. Yeah, terrible. My, it was a dogfight. Um, they just kept scoring. It was five to four was the final score. Well, they pretty much sewing their uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And yeah, so, they made their beds. Time to lay in it. Um, hey, you guys, you know, I've been watch, watching it. There's a couple of lefties, a sophomore for State and a sophomore for Michigan, Buckton and Aikens. I mean, it's like looking at the same player. Every time I watch these two guys, I thought I thought Aikens was a better player last year, but Buckton, is, he just keeps on getting better and better. And I tell you, Anthony, I'm you know I'm be I'm the big Michigan State fan, but it it pains me to say it. I think Bobkins is uh he's surpassed him now. Well, the good news is James uh, is that they'll never really have to play. Uh, they, they're not going to play one on one, and whatever their own individual production is uh, for their respective team doesn't really affect the other one. So if we're going to you know if we're looking at it of Bufkin versus Jaden Akins. It really, you know, I think what, what as a Michigan State fan, what you want Jaden Akins to be is what he needs to be for Tom Izzo's offense and for that team and him kind of coming into his own. As we talked to Matt Charbonneau about this yesterday a little bit, you know, coming off an injury, he's starting to really find himself a little bit. That injury took a toll. For a guy like Kobe Bufkin. I, I did not hear that segment either, Dan, and I'm, I mean, I, I, Anthony, and I appreciate that, but uh yeah. Yeah, not, know, a, not a problem. But for Kobe, it's like he's got he's had an expanded role this year, and he's proven that he can handle that. He's getting you know the toughest assignment defensively there on the wing or at the guard position. He's doing a really good job there. He's getting more opportunities to shoot the basketball as well. I, I wasn't really sure of Kobe as a freshman because he was so thin, but he's put on a little weight, a lot of offseason work, and I hope that, uh, yeah, I, I hope that these guys stay and continue to be well. I think he's 195, and Aikens is 190. And, and the only reason I brought it up is because uh, both lefties, both sophomores, you know, it's like, it's like looking at the same player out there. And James, let's get yeah. them both to stay for four years. What do you think? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, you, you, you was talking about uh, Buckin, if he might come back or whatever. Like, oh, come on now. I mean, I was listening to another network, and I'm um, sorry to say that, but uh, – <laughs> The uh, the man was a, a state grad and all that, and he said he said oh he was so mad at uh, state performance against Iowa that he thought there was no pros on their team, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, I mean, it, hmm. it, and you're talking about Bufkin going pro. I mean, Aikens he, he, he should make the pros someday. Well, I don't. Um... I have a tough time with Kobe because because I want him to stay, and it wasn't until um, John Hollinger and is is somebody in the NBA circle who uh, you know covers the NBA draft. Someone uh, he writes for the Athletic. I I trust him a lot when it comes to this. He wrote an article a couple about to say like two months ago, a month and a half ago about Kobe Bufkin's rise into you know into the first round, maybe into the lottery, and that's when I was like, all right, everybody else is seeing it like. You know, he, don't read your yeah. own newspaper clippings here because it's real in that to me. Because I want him to stay because he's a likable kid. But, you know, if, if the money's there, I just want you to go. I want you to be able to go to the league and he's have He's fine. Success. He can go to the league. That's great. And that's another thing. 
They're both great kids. Yeah, they're good great humans. Kids. That's got to count for something, right? I'm glad that we have we have this. And as a as a Michigan fan who is, you know, every other day out of the year, I'll pull for Jay Nakins in Michigan State. Uh, I'll root for Tom Izzo. Uh, I like him. I, I think he's enjoyable to listen to uh, when they come to Ann Arbor. I, I like his team. I just don't like him the one time they play Michigan. But outside of that, like, yeah, I wish you guys the best, James. Okay, that's, that's all I had. Uh, well, thanks, partner. Appreciate well, the phone call this morning. Back. I hope everybody comes back for state. I mean, they still can, even even Hauser. Bring them all back, says James and Burton. Thank you, James. Thanks. Good talking to you guys. Good talking to you, my friend. Um, you know, how about this for James, real quick? Look at us all getting along. I mean, come on, come here, come here, Ryan. Bring it in. Give me a hug. No, I like Kobe Bufkin so much that I want him to go to the league. That's how much I like him. It's a lie. Don't listen to this. No, man. but that it is a compliment, though. It's like <laughs> I don't want him back <laughs> because yeah, he's no, really he's, good. Yeah, he's a good player. And like, um, that's why I always said I hated John Beeline because he was too good at his job. I said this yesterday. Here's something else for the Michigan fan out there. Do you know who Doug McDaniel is going to grow into being because of Jalen Llewellyn's injury? It's going to be Derek Walton. I said that to the group chat yesterday as we were continuing this college basketball talk, and they were like, that's ridiculous. You putting him up on a pedestal. You got to get to Xavier Simpson before you get to Derek. Well, I said, look, look at Doug McDaniel in a year that he's not even supposed to be playing 38, 39, 40 minutes a night. Look what Doug is doing. He is a, what, three points, one rebound, and one assist, and I just did some rounding there because it's like less than one assist and less than one rebound. But just round, three points, one rebound, one assist away from Derek Walton's career averages in his freshman season. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, like, no, he could. M Live did a story. I think Andrew Kahn wrote it um, on Doug and, and how Doug was forced to grow up. And so many times there are so many stories of kids that are literally born into situations where they just don't have a chance. And Doug's mom and the impact that she had had to try to guard her child and try to get her child out of that situation. I, it's, I mean, check it out in MLive. Um, I'll, I'll tweet the link to the story because Michigan fan or not. Because Doug, Doug's a lovable character, too. He doesn't really say a whole lot. You know, I don't even know if he talks. Be honest with you, I I don't know if I've ever heard his voice. Like he doesn't really talk that much on the floor. Coaches come out to him, whether it's you know Coach Washington or Coach Isley or Coach Howard or or Big Phil, and, and they'll come out and talk to him. And he won't say anything. He just he nods his head and okay, just seems like very quiet. And it, part of the story was you know talking about how difficult it can be to relate sometimes to your teammates when they haven't had to go through the things that you've gone through, uh, being in a house without heat. Uh, being you know in the roof leaks every time it rains and you know your older uh, you know relatives being shot and killed because they chose to go one direction and stay out of you know and, and your mom's effort to get you into programs to keep you away from that like it it's it's a pretty good story um so i will uh, i will tweet that link here during the break and we'll be back with more x's and bros after this shout out to doug mcbuckets here on x's and bros on the michigan sports network